I mean, I probably suck his dick for money, but oh my God. I'd suck his dick for free. I have to burp. I'll be right back. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Welcome back to the Obsessed Podcast. It's Nick, Gareth, and Ch-Ch-Ch-Chia. <laughs> I watch too much Drag Race. <laughs> and we're here today with uh, another catch-up episode. And I do want to preface this by saying that we're not being lazy. Just ironically enough, Mariah has been doing things, which is kind of weird. Because in our last catch-up video, we were saying that Mariah's scared to come out of the house. So I wonder if she's listening. She's like, bitch, I'm about to get out of this house and slay. Yes, y'all. <laughs> Today, we've got a few different topics to gloss over. All righty, shall we begin? What have you guys been listening to lately? Have you been listening to a lot of Mariah? Because I know that you've been a little bit burnout on Mariah lately, Gia. No, I mean, <laughs> you guys make me sound so bad. I'm and I already bitch enough on this podcast. Like, come on. I mean, first of all, I've been listening to this Always Be My Baby remix on repeat, darling. I've been listening to it nonstop. I'm obsessed. I've been listening to Alone in Love, Runway. Apparently, I've been listening to the Me, I Am Mariah album. I think it's because I listened to Thirsty the other day. I've been listening to Caution. And I've been listening to songs off of Charm Bracelet lately because we just had our charm bracelet moment. What have you guys been listening to? I've been listening to mainly charm bracelet, my sort of like reshuffled track list. And I've been listening to that in the gym and on the way to the gym, on the way back from the gym. So it's kind of been on a lot. It was on before the episode that we did last, the charm bracelet one, but I still can't let go of it for some reason. I'm in the same boat as y'all too. I've been listening to charm bracelet. And oddly enough, and this is going to be shocking, I've been listening to memoirs. Yes. Wow. What are we liking I, from it right now? I just, I don't know. I'm kind of getting into it lately. I've said before that it, I have really negative memories attached to the album, just life stuff. Mm. But I'm just loving it lately. I don't know why. Okay, it's now we got to get you to listen to... Um, the beautiful ones. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I do listen to the beautiful ones. Well, we I just need to don't... get you to like it. <laughs> Th that won't happen. I don't hate the beautiful ones. It's just not my, it's just my least favorite Mariah cover. I'm sorry. It, ew, it's the best one. Anyway, um, so I also forgot I've been listening to Stay the Night. What's that one part where she's like, um, where she goes higher at the end. I love that part. I've been listening to that over and over again. So other than our music listening lately, Gia had kind of her first Mariah moment on Instagram last week. Tell us about it, Gia. Okay, so um, I made this video. It was sort of a lover boy. It was sort of a TRL recreation type homage type moment. And <laughs> I it was I made this last year when Mariah released the original iconic Pride merch with the Loverboy t-shirt and the Heartbreaker top. <laughs> so I made this video of me basically I timed it out to the opening of Loverboy. And I was like basically I just took my shirt off like Mariah did on TRL. Like I had a reveal, darling. I had a reveal. I was wearing like these blue shorts and a heartbreaker white top underneath my oversized lover boy tee. So in the beginning of the video, it looks like I'm wearing nothing under the shirt. And then I kind of had like a little reveal, like I said, whip that bitch off. And then I gave like the camera a little, hey, smile moment. And I posted it last year, I think to our old account, maybe. And Mariah Oh, to this, I posted it last year to this account and it didn't really do anything. And I think I deleted it. I'm not sure what happened to it. Oh, it's still there. I don't know. Okay, you guys, I forgot about this fucking video. Basically, Nick snatched this video up from forever ago, reposted it as a reel. I was like, Nick, take it the fuck down. I don't want this anywhere. 
five minutes later, Mariah shares it to her story. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, bitch, see what I did for you? And You're was- welcome. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. were all like, bitch, take that down. Bitch, take that down. Because I remember that video from last year. And I always thought it was so cute. You you have a lot of cute moments. So I was like, Mariah was out there sharing all these lambs and their new merch as it was arriving to them. And I was like, you know what? It's a shame that Mariah never noticed Gia last year. I'm going to post this and see if Mariah notices Gia. So I post it and immediate, immediately Gia's like, take it down, take it down, take it down. And then like Gia said, five minutes later, bitch was on her story. Yeah, and I was instantly like, shook you guys like my blood pressure I could feel it going up because I was like way too excited I felt like I was having an anxiety attack um so I was like oh I need to go on a walk honey I need to get out the house I gotta go somewhere um yeah but basically that's it with that story I mean is there anything else about it like I know it was super exciting for me uh we got a few followers a lot of people saw it um it was there for 24 hours First off, congratulations to finally get noticed by Mariah. I'm glad that you had that moment because you really do deserve it. My my main conspiracy is I think this is I doubt this is true, but I told Nick I was like I think Mariah saw we exposed J Lo and she was like okay bitch we'll share your story today and um yeah that's my that's how I play it in my head. Mariah was proud of us for for coming for J Lo so she was like, yes, honey, let's do this. But We I love a delusional lamb. We love a delusional <laughs> lamb. It's just my now, fairy Garrett- tale in my head. I'm quite happy that it was done through the podcast Instagram. So therefore it's shown up on that one. You know, we've not had, as a podcast, we've not had a moment either, you know? Oh yeah, that was our, that was all of our moment, in my opinion. Like it wasn't just me. It really did feel like, oh wow, like our podcast, was shared by Mariah and it was very, very exciting. And I've got a bunch of screen grabs of it and it was super fun. So does Mariah know us now? She's known us for a while. How do you, you can't, I don't know. I don't claim to know any of that. Yeah, same. Again, we love a delusional lamb. No, but I mean like, especially over Christmas, some of the things that were said about, like, remember we were talking about what we expected from that Christmas special, and then she said in one of her YouTube videos, like, I know there's been a few people hyping it up, and it felt a little but bit I like think it was that directed. I, I, it did feel like it was directed at us, but in my opinion, every lamb who I saw talking about it was hyping it up. Like, last year was, it was kind of like the wild card of, like, what to expect, in my opinion, because we were being fed so many lies and um (laughs) expectations so how can you not hype it up mariah was hyping it up so but let's not talk about christmas again (laughs) i want to talk about something else but yeah we don't know that she knows us but there's just been those little things here and there where it's like ah okay plus we like subtle shade yeah we have also spoke to michaela angela davis as well so i do think that there's probably some sort of knowledge that the podcast exists so i don't know probably just through word of mouth of people in her team but i don't well when we talked to michaela angela davis we weren't a podcast back then we were only an instagram account that's true yeah all right well let's go into our next topic which is we it's weird that we didn't touch on this the last time and shame on us for not doing that but mariah was inducted into the songwriters hall of fame I'd actually forgotten. I mean, I knew it was happening because it's been hyped up over the last, what, few weeks or whatever. But I kind of got to the point where I'd forgotten about this because wasn't it going to happen like before now? And then obviously the world stopped rotating for a bit. But like, I completely forgot that this was going to be a thing until like the weeks building up to it. So it was completely off my, out of my consciousness for a moment. But um, no, good for her. It's it's a long time coming. She did have a, another songwriting moment with the Ivan Novello that she got a few years ago as well. Good for her as well. Again, these things are starting to happen now. And it's, it's a bit of a shame they didn't happen before now. But I'm glad she's getting her moment. Same with that Hollywood walk of fame star thing like i i was so surprised she hadn't already got one of those as well 
Yeah, I'm so completely proud of Mariah because out of all of her accolades, I believe this is the one she wanted the most. So it's, I'm so happy for her and she, it's so well-deserved. Yes. First of all, congratulations, Mariah. You fucking did that, bitch. You a songwriter, girl. You in the Hall of Fame, honey. Yes, girl. But okay, if I'm going to be honest, I literally thought she was already in it. Like, how could you not? So I was kind of like, um, they're a little late to the game with that. But um, anyway, congratulations. Mariah made a good point. She made a good point in her speech. She said out of the 439 inductees to the Songwriters Hall of Fame, only 32 are women. And now that she is a 33rd person to be inducted, which is kind of weird if you think about that and a little bit misogynistic. Yeah, that is crazy to think about. But if you think about it, the industry itself is like set up for men to succeed rather than women. So it makes sense to me that it would be this way. But like, come on, you guys, like you guys are backwards. Like, let's get it together. That's how I feel about it. What did you guys think about the dress that she wore? Nouveau riche, in my opinion. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> Gareth, Gareth smiled. <laughs> to me, I think that it was, it was just, I mean, this was her moment. Like, she obviously wore what she fucking wanted to wear, right? Like, I think she was trying to play up the whole diva thing because her in her speech, she was playing up the diva thing, putting her sunglasses on and off, being real extra. But I didn't think that she looked comfortable. I think that there were some weird shots of her. Um, she's she, You could tell she was extremely nervous, darling. But um, it was still giving me a Christmas vibe. There were like stars all over the dress that I was like, oh, those look like snowflakes. So yeah, they look it, like snowflakes to me. In my head, I was like, this would have been a good dress for Christmas. Me too. Yeah. And I'm over all of the red dresses for Christmas. I'm like, change it up, Mariah. Give us a snowflake ensemble like this one. You can be the black queen of Christmas. Like I was super here for that. But not for this moment, because when, when we get to one of the other upcoming events, I thought she looked so much better. And maybe it was just because she wasn't as nervous and she just was feeling looser. But also like her outfit just wasn't doing as much. So I felt like maybe if she I don't know, I don't want to be like she shouldn't have wore it because like, obviously she's going to do what she fucking wants to do. She didn't seem like her normal, comfortable, organic, natural, fun, like charismatic funny self she just seemed very nervous very nervous yeah yeah she seemed extremely nervous which I it made me feel a little bit upset for her but again I'm so glad that this has happened for her and so well deserved Mariah yes congrats Mariah Woo! you fucking I, did that bitch I thought it was a cute dress but I just feel like it was really structured and it just looked really boxy and she just seemed to be a bit sort of uncomfortable and because of how the dress was sort of like structuralized it just made it look too restricting and then she got the big hair as well and I just I don't know there was just something that didn't again like she just did as as a whole she just did not look comfortable and at the dress was a huge part of that for me just watching her in that dress I just thought there's nothing relaxed about this at all like when she was at the um when she got the, was it the icon award that Jennifer Hudson presented to her or whatever it was yeah uh, billboard icon award yep mm -hmm. yeah, she looked so much more relaxed then so much more um and I know this but she one. was still nervous. She, you could definitely tell she was nervous there as well. But she was way more nervous here, in my opinion. Yeah, but I mean, there was just something that she looked like an icon when she got that Billboard Icon Award. She looked effortlessly legendary, you know. She, she looked like she belonged up there. She looked like she belonged in front of a camera. She looked at ease. Yes, there was moments, but it wasn't anything compared to this. Like, this was like... And I know it wasn't televised, but like, I would have liked to have seen a televised version with the camera straight on just to see how that would look. But I'm glad she got it. Congratulations. It's been a long time coming, way overdue. And hopefully people will now start taking her seriously as a songwriter. After the Songwriters Hall of Fame, we saw Mariah out in a black dress with leopard print. And who was it, Gia? It was a Roberto Cavalli. Thoughts on that dress? I thought she looked amazing in that dress. It was giving me that one black dress with the embroidered butterfly on it that she gave us like a couple years ago. Maybe it was in 2020. I'm not sure. But um, when she had like the straight hair and was giving us like a super um, the roof type moment, 
yeah, I, I loved this dress and she didn't seem to have any of the corsetry underneath. And I was like, yes, girl, you are killing it. So I just think that she looked a little bit more carefree and it was like one of her first outings and she was signing autographs, giving Lamb's moments. Yeah. So I just think that she looked better there. Yeah, I think she slayed that look. There was another. There was also another look that she had. I don't know if y'all saw it, but it it's probably my favorite look from the past couple of weeks, where she was out in a purple mini dress and she literally like signed this entire Lambs vinyl collection. So, congrats to him. Did y'all see that? I saw that outfit. That one wasn't my favorite of the week, but it was definitely cute. What would you say is your favorite of the week then? I think that it's the um. It's the Roberto Cavalli for me. I feel that the the black slash leopard print, whatever way round it was, I think that that did look a lot more relaxed, a, a bit more at ease. She looked a bit more freer. And yeah, I think that's my favorite one. Damn, y'all didn't love that purple dress. That purple dress was giving me caution era. No, girl, it was giving me nightmare era. Even in that dress, she still looks quite relaxed. It's a nice combination. She's got sort of like bigger hair, but it's not huge, you know, and it just sort of like falls down and then you can still see the body and everything. So she did look really good in that purple dress. But there was, I think it was just because we'd seen her in the Songwriters Hall of Fame dress. And then we saw her in this sort of, is it satin or silk or whatever that black and leopard print dress was? Just looked, I think it was silk. Just looked completely at ease. There's just something so at ease about it and it, it was just a nice contrast. yes it was effortless it was yeah. fucking effortless and she looked like a fucking goddess a fucking queen legend living fucking legend cougar raya <laughs> cougar cougar raya that's funny yeah there was just something so casual in that that we just don't see enough all right well going into our next topic we had a few songs be released this week one being one of my favorite Mariah Bonus tracks, Runway, which just appeared out of nowhere. That's another one I've been listening to as well. I've listened to it before. I've had it in certain, like, you know, mediums. But, like, I think that now we actually have it, it just feels like I can sleep a lot better at night because it's part of the album. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the album. But this is the thing, like, it always bugs the crap out of me when there is a song that... I should have been on the album that we get around the rest of the world, but there it is. And it like feels like it's part of the album. Yeah. And yeah, it's there on the Japanese version always usually, which is fine. Like they're very lucky, but like we have to wait for these kind of moments to get it. Well, Mariah has a financial deal with Sony Japan to release bonus tracks for her album. So Anytime Rai has been on Sony, there's always been like a bonus track. I mean, all lambs know this, but the American lambs just pirate it and have it on their phone. I know I do. Have y'all heard? I don't know if it's official, but there's another version of Runway that has a Japanese uh, rap artist on it. And his name is K-O-H-H. I don't know if that's how you say it or Ko. But uh, yeah, have y'all heard that version? Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of it. I, that was actually released as well in Japan. And I don't know if it was part of the album or if that was just on street. I'm not sure. But I have heard this version. I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm sure if he's a huge star in Japan, then that's great. But I'm not fussed. I can, I can leave that one. I'm glad we've got this one. I always had it as my last track on Caution because... Again, I've said this before, Caution is so short. So I would have the original Runway. And then after that, I would have the Runway featuring KOHH just to make the album a little bit longer and have the streaming experience better for me. Is I guess that's the best way to put it. But I obviously can't tell what he's saying in the song, but it's a cute moment to me. Sure. <laughs> Only a real lamb would know, bitch. You aren't even a fan of Tokyo Dome. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit more about Runway, but when y'all first heard Runway the first time, without like reading any information about it, did you realize that Butterfly was being sampled and that chipmunk sounding noise in the back? Because yeah. I didn't. I didn't of realize course. it. It's oh my God. I, I am, it takes over I the am, entire song. I know, but I didn't realize that it was Butterfly. Maybe because it's so sped up. But then once after a few listens, I'm like, oh, that's Butterfly. So I don't know. I guess I am a bad lamb. 
Yeah, you are. But that's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I used to actually dislike Runway. I think I listened to it like one time and like got like partway through it. And I always thought that the chorus was the there is a higher place moment. But it's it, that's only like in one part of it. So that's like the part I didn't like. But when I listened to it again, when it came out, I was like, oh, also, I really didn't like the sampleation of the butterfly thing. I thought it was like too distracting and in the forefront of the song. Too and much. because they start, it, it is a little too much. And because they start off the song with the sample, it's very easy to hear it throughout the entire song because it's the first part that they play and then they kick in the beat and the actual song. So by the time the actual song is starting, your ear is tuned into that fucking part in the background. But when it came out, well, actually, like the day before it came out, I watched it. I watched a YouTube video of the song and I was getting down to it. And it made me remember our caution episode or something, Gareth, because I remember you were like, why is she talking about fireflies? Or I think it was an episode we did with Treacle. Treacle. And yeah, with Treacle. Um, and you were like, why are, Why is she talking about fireflies? She's the butterfly girl. Mm -hmm. But I fucking loved it. I'm here for runway now. It got me so excited. So I went back and I listened to Caution all the way through. And it felt good to have runway on there this time. So I was excited about it. It's nicely ending the album, I feel, runway. The only thing is... It's like it the credits. Like, yeah, Portrait I, is the end of the movie, and then Runway are the credits of the movie. Right, yeah. I've always felt like Portrait was a bit of a sort of downer to finish the album on, but whereas now it is exactly like that, how you've just explained it. So I'm happy that it's there to finish the album, and it is part of the album. It's not been released as, like, a separate single that you have to create a playlist to put it on, you know. It, it, it just appeared at the end of the album on uh, stream. I love that. I yeah. love it. It reminds me of how she redid E Equals. And yes. did she do that with another one? Was there another one? Or was it just E Equals? Did she kind of do it with The Emancipation of Mimi? Oh, yep, yeah. yep. She added this, some some of the songs, I think. Secret Love and I think that was it, really. Because all the other songs were there. But yeah, I just, I find that the Butterfly sample it is constantly like over, on loop throughout the whole song. If it had just been kept for the chorus i might be wrong or the beginning actually. and the end of it you know yeah and then maybe and then have like if she was going to reference some of the lyrics as part of the chorus or even in one of the verses then that would have been cute to have it at the beginning of the end because it's there for a reason it or if it did just come in for the, for the chorus fine but it's just well or at least it feels like it's constantly throughout the song that i don't i end up just having it it's easy to just have it as background noise for me you know, I can sort of think about other things while it's playing. I, I, yeah, I, it does feel like there's two separate moments happening. Yeah, yeah, like I if agree. You, if you've got the TV on and you you've got music on in the other room or something, it, it's a bit sort of like that. And it's although I am glad we've got it, I can listen to it more now. Um, now that we've got it, because we actually feel like we have it. Whereas before, it was always like like I can't appreciate it properly. Whereas it's the same like with everything that we've said about memoirs and everything and yes I like those songs but I feel if I had them I'd appreciate them so much more and that's exactly what it is for Runway Runway. so I'm glad we have it y'all are just I a get bunch like, of fucking haters fuck you bitch cause I was just about to say can I get a lamb high five for liking a song I used to not like like okay hi <laughs> y'all are just a bunch of fucking haters because I love that sample in this song. So y'all can kick rocks, eat dirt. Sample of the song. <laughs> yeah, for the first ten minutes, bitch. Like it's not <laughs> like I didn't know for minutes. This song's not like for ten it. minutes. I'm just You're a mess. You're a fucking mess. Girl, girl, <laughs> like <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, because I listened to the song over and over again. It's not like I didn't know it was in there for like three months. It was literally like the third listen. So bunch of fucking haters, but. But another oh, positive thing, another positive thing about this is that <laughs> Runway debuted at number 53 on the iTunes chart with no promo. So congratulations yeah. to you, Mariah. But do you guys think that this is MC30 finished? That's kind of what I was going to get towards was like, okay, so we've had all the issues or not issues. We've had all of the separation anxiety of MC30 <laughs> going away. And there was a speculative rumor going around that she was going to re-release Caution with the bonus track 
and two unreleased songs. So to me, this is like her subtle way of being like, this is the end of MC30. Get over it. Same, yeah. Same. I don't feel that way because I'm still waiting for that angel advocate moment. We we tend well, to forget good that. Luck. Good I, luck with that. I never forget the angel's advocate moment. I am always, for the last 13 13 years or however long it's been 12 years i've been wanting that so when mc30 started and it, we we sort of had it in our head that it's in theory going in order i was always 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 hoping for that and then when she stopped i was, thought i was thinking like okay she probably just needs to get some like legal stuff sorted so that she can actually put it out but i don't know it doesn't seem it, it's, it is there on youtube but i want it in the quality that it was intended to sound like you know okay back to the hater thing I am proud of myself, bitch, for liking this song now. I'm very, very proud. I put the sample aside and I said, Gia, this is a good song. You're going to take it and you're going to be grateful, bitch. And I'm happy. So you're welcome. Cheers, toast, bravo to you. Thanks, baby. <laughs> Moving on, there was another song that was released. It was the yes! always... <laughs> Gia has some thoughts on this but, but I do as well a new <laughs> song was released uh, it was the Always Be My Baby mixed by Austin Mills a, on, an, art, an artist from Harlem so let's hear your thoughts Gia because you sound excited to talk about it girl I am so happy right now I love the song okay so it's kind of like a trap house remix moment and I'm fucking here for it. It's clearly made for TikTok and to go viral on an Instagram reel. But I'm obsessed. It's like two minutes long and it's very repetitive and it's like one thing over and over. But I'm so here for it. I, I love it. 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 No, no. I don't understand how you can okay, listen to that. Okay, you're a hater then. Okay, well, I guess I'm a hater right now because all the, the song is very distracting because it fades in and out and it's chipmunk mariah just re on repeat and like you said it is manufactured for tiktok and and it is only two minutes long and it just abruptly ends it's so yeah, weird that's and the part i think is weird is that it abruptly ends but it feels unfinished what do you think about it gareth i hate it it's <gasps> you guys are so Same. ass backwards right now are you it's, guys for real it's so boring it's not it is we've not heard before okay it's not i a Mar it's not mariah this is not you guys mariah. are not gonna ruin this moment for me because i literally this is the first time i've been so excited about something in like since the fucking book and Christmas special came out. And I'm this very song, happy for you, but... No, yes, yes, you can be happy. And I'm sorry you guys don't like it. And you guys have every right not to like it. But just for the sake of this motherfucking podcast and all the hate we get for bitching about shit all the time. <laughs> dear listener, you're fucking welcome. I love it. I fucking love this song. If you don't like it, you know, okay, yes, you can... Cheers to Nick and Gareth for not liking that. But I am so happy. It feels really good. It feels super fresh. It feels super new. I'm so here for it. Where? Everyone who I played it for loves it. And it watch it make Always Be My Baby pop off. And watch it blow up on social media. Watch. Yeah, maybe it could do that. But as this on its own as a song, no. It's not a Mariah song. It's just... It is. It's literally under Mariah's it isn't. name. It's literally just a loop. It's, yeah. I don't understand how you can listen to it over and over again. Like it's just, it's so good. And it doesn't bother you that the song fades in and out and in and out. It sounds oh, so weird. I don't know what you mean by that. I don't know what you mean by fades in and out and in and out. But I, I get what you mean by it abruptly ends. I think that's weird. But I don't hear a fading in and fading out moment. Like, I don't know what you mean by that. But I'm very happy with the song. So I could not be more pleased. Well, it is really rare to have Gia excited about a Mariah Carey thing lately. So congrats, Gia. I'm happy But doesn't for that you. just make you guys happy that I'm happy about something? No, I am elated that you are hype about it. But I just, it's the weirdest thing that you're hype about. <laughs> <laughs> really? Aw. <laughs> well, I'm happy about Runway, too. Yeah, that, that excites me more <laughs> that you're happy about. Yeah, definitely. Runway. Tenfold. Tenfold. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I'm glad that that we're 50% positive about the new music. <laughs> that's, not, that's not new music. Uh, okay, new... but we're happy about it, though. 
I'm happy you're happy about it. Okay. And obviously well, that's then, good. we're all happy about Runway. So. That's what I meant. Both of them together, 50%. We're happy about 50% of it. Okay. So what's the av- what's the average percentage? Girl, um, I was lucky that I passed geometry. Like, no, I'm... Yeah, maths Okay, so... My... Wait, is it 75% of us like I was it? thinking 75%, but I didn't want to say it. Cause I, yeah. <laughs> I think it it's 76%. No, out of both of them together is 75%. Because oh, three of I us don't like, know. Yeah, I think, so out of the two songs that have come out, we'd like it 75%. <laughs> Give or take. <laughs> Give or take. A couple. All right, you guys, moving on. <laughs> it's a lesson on the Obsessed Podcast. <laughs> Mariah hosted a private screening of Billy Eichner's new movie, Bros, which is coming out in October. So this was a really weird time to do a private screening. Well, how long is July, August, September? Yeah, that's four months away. Yeah, but I guess they're they're that's they're getting ready to... Common. What? Like things will film like years in advance and then there'll be like an advance showing at like a film festival or something like that a year before the movie even comes out. It's very common. Have y'all watched the trailer for the movie yet? No. Really? I watched it. It looks really cute. Let me let me give you the synops- synopsis of the movie. The synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> the synonym. <laughs> let me give you the description of the movie. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't watch the trailer. God. I saw, I saw a little clip somewhere. I didn't know if it was a trailer or not. All right. Here's the description. It says, This fall, Universal Pictures proudly presents the first romantic comedy from a major studio about two gay men, maybe, possibly, probably, stumbling towards love. Maybe. They're both busy. <laughs> so basically, it's like about two different gays who fall in love. Think jock slash nerd. And it's starring, of course, Billy Eichner, T.S. Madison, Luke McFarlane, Monica Raymond, Guy Branham, and Amanda Bierce. And I only know about... No, Mariah's not in it. But I'm literally whatever about it. Is her song in it? Like, why was she there? There has to be a reason she was there. Probably because they're cool. Basically because Mariah is Billy's fag hag, basically. (laughs) It it really is that. But the fact that she was deaf... In all the pictures and stuff from this moment, it makes me feel like she's going to be in the movie or there's some kind of like running theme throughout, like there's a song in there or like with Don't Mess With The Zohan, he's always wearing a Mariah t-shirt. I thought there must be something, but... And she did a cameo in that movie. Yeah. Do we know that she's definitely not in it in some way? Like, is she completely not in this movie? I don't think she's in the movie. Maybe she'll have something on the soundtrack, but... We'll see. Should, I'll, I'll probably check it out because I'm not really excited for any movies that have been coming out in the last few years. But lately, everything that Universal has been popping out, I've been really intrigued by. And that's super shocking for me because they made Cats and I'm like, what the fuck is that? But ever since that, I think they've been trying to like rebuild and rebrand and they've been coming out with some fucking really good shit that I've been super excited about. Like the Black Phone, they're doing the Wicked movie with Ariana and Cynthia Revo. Like, I'm just, I'm here for it. If it's Universal that's putting it out, I'll probably check it out. Because that's the only shit that's been getting me excited is Universal Pictures. Well, let's talk about what Mariah wore. Because she wore this black mini sequent dress with a rainbow jacket over her shoulder. The dress had the bros logo on it. And they took photos of her and Billy eating rock candy and poking Billy's butt, which was... I like their relationship. I've always loved Billy Agner before I even knew that he was a Mariah fan. I think he's sexy as fuck. He's like a daddy to me. I love him so much. Don't even give me that look, Gia. Billy Agner is my daddy and he's funny as fuck. From Billy on the Street. Do you ever watch Billy on the Street? That shit's so funny. Remember the thing he did with Mariah over Christmas? Mm-hmm. That was everything. Yeah, I think he's funny. I don't know where you're getting daddy energy from, but that's okay. To each his own. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> but um, I didn't like this outfit either. But yeah, I just, I think that she's, she can do better. So that's how I feel. Yeah, about well, that. I mean, I don't really like anything with logos on it, especially a mini dress that is kind of weird. But he did post the pictures on his Instagram and he wrote, Mariah hosted a private screening of bros and she wore a, a bros dress. 
I have not recovered. And Mariah responded with, the movie is so amazing and I'm so proud of you, my gay boyfriend for life. So she is Billy's fag hag and I live. Yeah, I think their their little relationship is quite cute considering the Billy on the Street and the um, Christmas special. And yeah, I think that's really nice. Um, I don't I don't get where you're coming from with this little crush moment, but I feel like he's very much, I don't know, I don't think he's hot at all. I don't know. Yeah, I don't get daddy energy, but that's okay. I mean, I probably suck his dick for money, but... Oh my God. I'd suck his dick for free. All right, well, we had one more appearance from Mariah, and it was last night. Mariah Mariah Carey and Tiffany Haddish presented Floyd Mayweather with a Pioneer Award at last night's second annual Hollywood Unlocked Impact Awards. This is the best she looks in forever. She looked amazing. She looked amazing. She looked so good. I'm like, I was looking at her in this, and I was like, where was the same energy at the Songwriters Hall of Fame moment? That's the first thing I thought. I was like, whoa, you look good, bitch. She looked amazing. So that's why, in retrospect, I'm like, mm, all these other outfits besides the Roberto Cavalli just weren't doing it for me because I know she could do what much more like this. Well, the Social Impact Awards is an elevated award show that aims to give you a seat at the table no matter who you are while shining a light on Black culture, media, and achievement. So I love that. Mariah was a surprise. They didn't know that she was coming out. And they had a really cute moment talking about sports. It was kind of like two women talking about sports kind of bit. And she also said that Floyd gave her her first ever pink Birkin bag. Yes. Wait, pink? I thought he gave her that black crocodile diamond encrusted Birkin. There's a clip she says in the beginning of it, Floyd gave her her first pink Birkin bag. This pink one is a gift from Floyd Mayweather. And he told me every every time somebody asks to make sure they know, it's a gift from Floyd. So it's from the champ. Well, I think he's given her more than one then. Because I know he gave her a black crocodile Birkin. Like a $100,000. Why is he giving her bags and gifts like this? Conspiracy much? I know. Oh, that Birkin's like $100,000. Like, why is he giving her $100,000 gifts? (laughs) Gareth gave us a blowjob face. Any thoughts? I don't know what to make of it. It does seem a bit uh, suspicious that this man is buying this. uh... And she's always presenting him for stuff. I mean, I think they're friends. They're, they're, there's obviously something between them, but it's a little bit strange. I mean, I don't, I don't even know how far back their friendship goes, you know, for it to just be a, a nice gesture because they've got money and everything. Like, oh, here you go, have this bag. You, it was, it was hard to find like a good clip, but the I found a good part clip. Of it, the best part of it was her outfit and to see how good she could fucking look for me, anyway. She seemed a lot more at ease as well with Tiffany next to her. It didn't seem like as um, a nervous moment as much as what the Songwriters Hall of Fame was. But so soon after the Songwriters Hall of Fame, I'm glad we got some kind of moment where she is wearing something that she looks kind of relaxed in. She looks great in and in front of the cameras and stuff and in front of everybody else. Um I mean, I'm saying cameras. I, there were some cameras, but I don't know if this was actually televised. Um, there was people with cameras that you saw on people's phones and whatnot. But like, she seemed at ease to be on a stage talking publicly. Yeah, her and Tiffany have really always had a good relationship. Mm. Am I the only one that when I see Tiffany Haddish, I always hear that TikTok quote that's always floating around that's been viral where she's like, ooh, that's nice. That's Tiffany Haddish, right? Because it sounds just like her. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Whenever I hear her talk or see her face or whatever to do with Tiffany Haddish, like I always just see her in that red outfit in the log cabin reading the book from the special. Yeah, I see that in my head too anytime I see her (laughs) reading from that big ass old book. I didn't really know who she was either until that point. So now since then, she seems to be popping up here and there so i know who she is now but before that i didn't really know so if she if she pops up from something before then i'm like oh it's it's tiffany haddish yeah to be honest i didn't know who she was either until the special but if mariah knows her then we know her okay so the last moment we are talking about is it's an extremely bleak bleak moment for america it's a very somber moment 
it's terrible, to be honest. Uh, it's about the Roe vs. Wade. And what Roe vs. Wade is, it's a law that was established in 1973 to give women the right in the United States to have an abortion. So this was overturned by our Supreme Court here in the United States. Uh, when did it happen? Two days ago? Yeah, two days ago. And it's been kind of a clusterfuck here. It's kind of the most backwards thing I've ever seen happen in America. And I'm kind of embarrassed to call myself an American. It's just, can we just catch a break? It's just like from 2020 until now, it just seems like this entire country is falling apart. But anyway, Mariah tweeted, it is truly unfathomable and disheartening to have to try to explain to my 11-year-old daughter why we live in a world where women's rights are disintegrating in front of our eyes. And I love that. I'm so glad that Mariah spoke on this. Yeah, I'm just, I'm very happy that she actually said something. And it was so well put as well. Like, I know a lot of people have been saying things that are to the point and are very much on the mark. But a lot of people have been saying about how women's rights are less important than guns and stuff like that. I can't remember exactly the, like, quoting people. But, like, it's really, really scary. I mean, I'm not in America. I'm not American. But, like, just to think of, like, people that are in America all the way as far back as 2020. And it's been a pretty scary time, I imagine, for Americans. You know, where you can't walk down the street without fear of being discriminated against by law enforcement because of the colour of your skin. And on top of that, like, am I going to live through that if I am stopped? Like, that's really heartbreaking. And now we come to this, and it's absolutely absurd. It seemed like there was a bit of a glimmer of hope in a way when, is it Biden was um, elected? Yet, here we are again with this and it's first of all they've not actually like made it illegal to have an abortion i don't think so what happened is they took away the right for it and they've left it up to the states right. and what that did is that some states instantly have these trigger bans which makes it illegal in those states and then some states have like they've got like things set in place for if this were to happen that it would stay legal but basically half the country now it's illegal to get an abortion this is what's going to happen for america now like gia just said 16 states protect the right for an abortion but 22 states could possibly ban that right Nine states have pre-row bans in place that have been enforced for five decades and will probably end up banning abortion. Three states like Kentucky, Louisiana, and South Dakota have immediately put the laws into place. The remaining seven states are filing through the process to put it into effect. In Missouri, if the baby was conceived in that state, even if you cross state lines to have an abortion, it will be illegal. Women will not be prosecuted. However, doctors who allow women to abort in an abortion ban state will be prosecuted. Now the remaining states will have to wait and see what their governor decides for that particular state. But the thing is, though, th this is going to affect low-income people, people mm. of color, and people who, it's like a classist, racist decision because rich people can go and do whatever they want and go wherever they want and get whatever they want done. This is going to affect the poor girl who can't fucking go out of state for the weekend to get this done and it's like forced into the situation. Do yeah. you guys understand? Yeah. No, it makes literally, sense. Well, that's crazy as fuck. Yeah, this is, <sighs> we've literally like gone back in time like 150 years right yeah. now. There are circumstances and I think that those circumstances should be considered, people should have that right anyway. But I just don't think there's any thought gone into this. Can you explain to the listener what it's like in the UK for abortion laws? Yes, abortion laws in the UK. So the abortions can be legally carried out in England, Scotland and Wales within the first 24 weeks of pregnancy. Only terminations can be carried out after the 24-week cut-off point if the mother's life is at risk or if the child will be born with a severe disability. And I think then, if it's a disability thing to consider, that's down to the parents of the child. 
abortions do still need to be approved by two doctors. So the two doctors would have to be in agreement that continuing with the pregnancy would be a risk for the well-being of the mother. What's next is the thing. They could come for gay marriage. They could get rid of contraception. They could literally come for interracial marriage. Like, there's a ton of things that people are worried about right now. And it's fucking scary. And I'm literally fucking 25 years old and I'm tired of living through major historical events. Like, I'm so tired. I'm sure that the surrounding states who are not banning abortion will come up with some kind of process to support the women who need it. And there'll be some kind of like charity kind of thing to get women to where they need to be. That's what I love about America, because if we put in shitty laws like this, there's some kind of loophole that will help the person that needs it. And I hope that the person who does need it will find those resources to have to do what they have to do. Yeah, because I don't think anybody wants to get a fucking abortion. Like, I, I literally think that that's like a last resort. I feel like conservatives make it out to be something that it's not. It's just a very closed-minded, backwards way of thinking in my opinion, because this isn't going to stop abortions from happening. It's going to stop safe abortions from happening. And women could get fucking killed from this. Kids could end up homeless from this. A lot of things could fucking happen that are bad from this. So it's just it's just fucking disgraceful to see a fucking country that literally gives more rights for fucking guns than women's bodies. And it's a travesty and it makes no fucking logical sense to me and it's scary because literally all i can think is what the fuck is going to happen next but hopefully i have faith in this country i still do have faith in this country and i hope that people have enough sense to not allow that to happen and that just all goes back to voting you guys need to get out there and vote for real for real oprah winfrey whole segment for real like barbara walters 2020 for real 60 minutes for real uh, moving past that bleak moment. Also, we've got to talk about Mariah Carey's surprise performance at the BET Awards. They're the only ones who still keep up with music, in my opinion. Like MTV doesn't really do music anymore. VH1 sometimes does it, but BET is still about the music. I haven't had cable in like four years, so I don't even know what's going on on MTV and VH1 anymore. I don't have cable either. I just know that MTV gave up music a long time ago. MTV used to be my shit growing up. I lived on MTV. Same. Yeah, it's the same over here as well. It's just full of like these reality TV shows and whatnot. But BET always, I wasn't really like fully aware of what it was. But like whenever you see things on YouTube and it's like on BET or things have been like release on the internet about performances that have been on BT or whatever it always seems like it celebrates new music as well as like icons it doesn't just stop somewhere so it seems like it continues to celebrate music no matter like whether it's old stuff or like new stuff but that's it does it. it's yeah. just it's just literally the black version of MTV and VH1 it's, it's specifically made for black people black entertainment television okay, okay. All right, so last night we got this surprise performance from Lotto and Mariah Carey. And I don't know about y'all, but my wig was fucking snatched, bitch. What do y'all think about it? Okay, so last night I was on Twitter Spaces with some lambs and we were conversing. And then the news broke. Like, this is a complete surprise shock. My wig was snatched, honey. I loved it. This entire performance was amazing so lotto comes on performs like a medley of her songs she goes she performs oh. her new single which i was obsessed with yes the big tiktok song right now is given bad beach and i love that song it's a good one it's a good one and then um young dirty bastard comes on does the new york in the house is brooklyn in the house so can we stop that can, can i interject real quick this is like no. the Yes, because you're talking about something I want to talk about. Who the fuck is Young Dirty Bastard? Have y'all ever heard of him until until today? I didn't know it was a thing. I just figured it was like a relative or something. So 
it goes into the New York in the house. It's Brooklyn in the house. You can hear old Dirty Bastard in the background while young Dirty Bastard is like singing on top of it. Then we go into Lotto singing the clean version of the remix. And then you can tell she's so excited to introduce Mariah because she said, hold up, you ain't gonna believe this. Got Mimi on the remix. And then she like does a little like wave gesture like to present her. And then we see this giant, or well, actually first, the lights do like the big boom, 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 boom. And the bass starts dropping. Kind of like when Mariah transitions from the remix of Heartbreaker to the normal version of Heartbreaker. That's the vibe I got from that. Then we see her silhouette pop up and everyone is like, yes, girl. And she hits an amazing high note, which is different than the studio version. It gave us a little bit of an extra run moment. And then the screen lifts and we have a reveal. What did you think about her vocals? Um, They were definitely different than the studio version. Um, yeah, I was super happy with everything about this whole entire performance. I thought the vocals were on fire. I love that she gave us a little bit of an extra whistle, like run running down the scale type moment. I loved her hair. I loved her dress. I didn't realize when I first saw it that it had that long golden train. I couldn't even see that. I thought it was just a normal dress. Then um, she also needed a little bit of a hand to walk 10 feet forward as she normally does. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was inching forward with a little chauffeur. <laughs> but it made more sense to me when I saw the train. I was like, okay, we're not trying to trip right now, but I didn't see the train in the performance. Like it was very blended in with the stage. So it was only afterwards when I saw the photograph, I was like, okay, I think I understand. But also I'm sure Mariah isn't as used to walking in the heels lately because she's fresh out the kitchen. Did y'all get goosebumps during the, uh, when the screen came up? Because I got mad goosebumps. I kind of got emotional during this performance for some reason. And the well, crowd this was, was like loving her it. First, this was like her first like live performance in person in a very long time. It gave me like a caution era moment. I didn't really get goosebumps, but I was sort of just like, it felt, when I first watched it, it felt like that moment of waiting for her to come out, waiting for the, the screen to go, and her be re like fully revealed, uh, it felt so long. Like, when you watch it the first time, just like, where is she? Where is she? Where is she? And then it just seemed really dark after all the light. And I just thought, where is she? And then she just sort of emerges. And then, yeah, I didn't really get the goosebumps. Just like, intense anticipation really waiting for her the gold thing i think we, we would have got more of an effect from the gold i don't even know what that is that fabric but like if the gold was on the inside of the back of the dress behind her legs we would have seen a bit more it just seemed like a very dark sort of like setting scenario and we didn't really get the benefits of the the, the gold train i did like i could a... see like the trim the gold trim on the mm. thigh slit definitely the i thought i thought that that was like the only gold moment of the ensemble but the yeah i just felt the shoes were golden as well yep absolutely but i just thought that the train it was not like it was doing too much but like i just didn't think it was necessary because I could barely see it anyway. That's that's my only thing about it. But I think she looked stunning, a stunning girl. This was, I think she should award this to the Songwriter Hall of Fame moment. Same, oh, I thought the same God. thing. This is the best I've seen Mariah look since, I think, Christmas time to me. I think she looks Did better you... than Christmas time in this, honestly. She looked amazing. Did y'all clock that shady moment that she had with Lotto? That wasn't shady. I know well, what you're I mean, talking it was, about. It was kind of shady, but she looked at Lotto and made a hand gesture and a wide-eyed look and was like, go on, sing. I because thought that you was don't, cute. Because she was about to, if I'm going to be real here, I'm not sure her mic was all the way on in that moment. So if she were to be like, come on, Lotto, sing, would we have heard anything? That's what I got from that. was like, yes, give us a moment. It wasn't shade. <laughs> She did the same thing on the Christmas special to Jennifer Hudson right before Jennifer Hudson's part. Yeah, that, that's well. kind of what I got from that. And also she was like telling her to go because she had to hit that high note that was about to come up. So I think it was like, give us a little something real quick because I'm, ab I'm about to have to go and do this, you know? The crowd was really cute too. 
because uh, first you saw Lizzo and she's just bopping around with a little red solo cup. And then there's these two people just sitting down, not really vibing. And then at the very end, they cut to Brandy and you could see Brandy say, you could see her mouth. That's my girl. And then Lotto rushes to Mariah and brings her a bouquet of flowers. It was really cute. One of the cutest moments we've had with Mariah in a very long time. Brandy was also mouthing the words as well. Like, so yeah, was- she was miming the song as well. Yeah, Let's talk cute. about a Lotto, like finally metaphorically and literally giving Mariah her flowers. Like, I thought that was such a cute moment. It seemed like it was almost like a tribute performance when they came out with the flowers. But I think it was like a thank you very much for like doing this remix with me, getting on this performance. I don't know this. The whole entire performance was perfect i know some lambs have opinions about it because um they feel it was lip-synced i honestly think it was a fully perfect performance and i think parts of it were very live i do feel that mariah came through with the vocal slayage and she did what she had to do so yeah i don't think she was being shady i i just think that she was like okay, do something because I got to hit this whistle note, you know. Regardless of whether it was live or not, I think these vocals were better than the recording. Yes, yes. This is what made me think, like, why didn't, if it's not live, why didn't we get these vocals on the recording? Because I'm, I don't know, if it's not live, maybe they used a studio vocal. Why was that not on the recording like that? If it's live, then... I kind of get it, it's in the moment, but like, why didn't she sing like this on the recording? Um, I loved how the whistle in the beginning gave us a little bit of something extra at the end. Like, and in the beginning, it felt like she went like up into the whistle as opposed to the whistle just coming out. And then the scale going down reminded me of that anniversary Twitter moment where she sang happy birth or happy anniversary to emotions when she went, like that whistle going down sounded just like that one on Twitter for the emotions thing. So I was like, hmm, is that from there? Like, did she cut, cut and paste it to there? But I don't know if she just did it again, you know, but I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Mariah slayed the house down boots. Yes, mama. Yes, mama. I lived, I lived for it. It she was amazing. Yes, she gave us queen mother energy. She fucking slayed. Their performance has the most views on BT's YouTube, except there were a few other really good performances that night. Like Brandy came out. The girl who sang Hours and Hours came out and sang Hours and Hours. Oh, I don't think y'all know that one, but it's an R&B classic right now. Yeah. The crowd was really, really feeling Mariah too. I'm really interested to see uh, how big energy uh, how well it does this week after that performance. I know it's not going to go number one or anything, but I'm really interested to see the numbers of what that performance did for it. And I know we wish this performance happened a little earlier at, or like at the Billboard Music Awards or things, but I feel this was just the perfect cap on Mariah out on the town this week, you know, or the, the last couple and I, I honestly, I don't really have any negative things about it. Like this, this was perfect for me. I'm so happy about it. It was a surprise. I love a surprise moment from her. And I'm honestly just so grateful for this. She was gorgeous. She served Caution World Tour with the lighting in the background kind of pink, you know, and like the silhouette whistle intro was giving me Caution World Tour with the with the screen that flips up in the sky. You know, I just got a lot of nostalgia from this performance and everybody seemed like they loved it. They they were cheering hardcore for Mariah when she was on the way up, so. Mariah fed us, bitch. She definitely fed fed us. us. It's everything that we needed. I'm a little bit full now. I can wait for dessert for a little bit later, but bitch, she fed us. Yes, and literally, I I know this is going to sound so extra, I don't even care if she does anything for the rest of the year besides Christmas. Like, I'm good. This one performance literally is going to feed me for the next, like, six months. So I'm totally good. I'm totally good. I wouldn't say all that, bitch, but I'm very grateful for it, and I loved it. I'm saying if we only get Christmas this year, I will not be upset. That's what I'm saying. Just be happy for me, bitch, okay? 
I'm happy for you. You're having some good moments. I didn't watch it in the moment because you text me real late. And I'm one of those kind of people who kind of likes to vibe down at night. And when I listen to music or anything, it overstimulates my brain and I can't sleep. So I kind of watched a little bit of it, but I didn't really dive into it until this morning. But yeah, that's all I got to say about that shit. Well, yeah, that kind of wraps up that moment. But we do have something special coming up next week, which is our 50th episode. We made it to 50, y'all. We love you. We appreciate you. And and we enjoy you. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of The Obsessed Podcast. Make sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at The Obsessed Podcast. Don't forget to check out our TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. Join us next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.